Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next one is from MetaChampion328 from Twitter. And they said, spaghetti and meatballs tangela. <laughs> It's 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 perfect. It's perfect, <laughs> including a picture. It's a, a tangela where it's pasta colored. You know, it's an off white, and it's just like pasta the feet are still color. brown, or well, the feet are brown, and yeah, it's pasta colored. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It would work perfectly for who says for, that? <laughs> I mean, for an, an Italy right. variant of tangela too. I feel like for the audio only listeners, pasta color was probably the way to go. Actually, I've just never heard that out loud, but. <laughs> People can probably Pasta has imagine color that. unless you actually color it differently. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Bon Sweet makes its Pokemon Go debut in the most sustainable way possible. You won't want to give Swinub Community Day Classic the cold shoulder. Whether it's 2K or 7K, will the egg pool at least be okay? Arceus knows where GoFest will be this year, but we can still make a guess. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 233. It's April 18th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing this week? How's that mouth? I'm better than last week, so we're going to oh, take good. it as a win. Good, 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 good. Can you actually use mouthwash again without crying? <laughs> uh, almost. Maybe not mouthwash, but definitely water. <laughs> oh, good. And for those of you that didn't hear episode 232, Kyle was plagued with a, with a cut in his mouth of some sort, so... That's always a bummer and a half. Glad to hear you're you're back with us. I'm you can alive. Smile, pain free. Uh, what? Well, no, no. The smile's still pretty rough, but it's oh. it's there. But that's unrelated to anything, uh, any damage, right? It's just hard for you to smile. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, sometimes. <laughs> it's the Starbucks. It's the Starbucks. It's the it's the everything for me. Uh, anyway. Let's give a quick shout out to three brand new patron supporters of ours. Thank you to Hayden, Nabil, and Zachary. Uh, we appreciate your patronage very much. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. Thank you so, so much to you three. We appreciate it. Okay, Mr. Kyle, since we last recorded, we had the legendary uh, community day of Togetic. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we set some goals around that and other stuff. So let's let's address those goals, shall we? You were a little bit busy. You had some other plans that day. So your first your first uh, goal was to catch three shiny Togetic. And how did you fare? I did. So I nice. got to play a little more than I thought I was going to. So that was great. I played like okay. two hours instead of three. How many did you end up catching? Thirteen. 13 shinies. Yeah, and a, and a shiny Togetic, or Togepi. 
So. Ooh, nice. How many eggs did you hatch to get that one shiny togepi? Uh, how many did I have to get it? Or how many did I hatch yeah. for the whole day? <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, let's say, how many eggs did you hatch total? And then you only got one shiny, right? Yeah. So, Well, I, I hatched like 60 eggs-ish. Okay. But I only hatched three to get the togepi. It was one of the first things I wow. hatched. Wow. Oh, so you, you had the old switcheroo on you. You're like, oh, the rate's not so bad. And yeah, then it was exactly. not great. Exactly. And then and then between me and my girlfriend, we probably hatched almost 100 eggs, and we got one. Just mine. Oh, my gosh. Oh Well, okay. I guess this answers the next question then. 25 eggs hatched. Sounds like you did more than that. Yeah, yeah. Every time I got a 5K egg, I was like, ugh. Ugh. The pain. I think I got, the like, pain. I don't know six or seven 5k eggs while i was out i'm like come on yeah yeah every once in a while i'd spin and i get like you know a 10k or something or a 5k i'm like i don't want you right now get out of here the 5ks are much less welcome than 10ks I, to be fair i did work through a bunch of my regular incubators for the day so i had uh i don't know i think it was a stack of 20 with three uses still on them so Ooh, worked yeah. through most of those it was good nice in that instance. so saving those incubators did actually pay off this time yes Good deal. Uh, and then mega progress. Did you work on your megas? Yes. Slowly but surely. Although I may have to start going faster for mega Groudon now. Okay. Actually, okay. wait, no. I think my Steelix is already mega three, so I'm, I'm actually fine for this upcoming oh. classic. Never mind. Just to shield us from the emails, he does mean primal Groudon, everybody. <laughs> but for ease of reference, we're going to keep calling it mega three and stuff yeah, for Groudon. Yeah, I'm not, not going to go primal <laughs> three progress. Not happening. It does. It does show up when you use Mega Three, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does anyway. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. 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 Um. Great. And then two hundred thousand Stardust. Did you manage that? Yes. Although just barely. I don't know. Like two hundred forty thousand or something like that. That's still a lot. That's great. Congratulations. That's a full house of goals for you. Well, I I did overperform in some areas of my goals by underperformed in others. So I'm spoiler. You already won, but here we go anyway. <laughs> I wanted to catch thirty shiny toga tick. I ended up catching thirty nine. Uh, happy to to say that I think thirty nine, including one togepi as well. And I hatched about I think it was like seventy two eggs or seventy four eggs through the day, and only Oof. hatched one togepi. Very strange. Uh, my goal number two was 50 eggs hatched, and I did do that. I actually hatched a cool, clean 100 uh, for this week on my um, Adventure Sync summary for the week. Wow. And speaking of, goal number three, 50 kilometers. I did like 31 or something like that, or 29. I, I was not even close. We had a lot of weird weather. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> strange. I know that we say that a lot, and people that are not from the Midwest are probably like, how is this possible? But no, this is what this is what it's like out here. What it, it dropped like sixty degrees in like twelve hours. Yeah, or no, something. no, no. Like, uh, Friday, yeah, it was eighty-five degrees outside. Saturday, it was like forty-five, and Sunday yeah. it snowed. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Don't don't move here, y'all. Don't move here. <laughs> and it's not fifty-seven <laughs> outside. So. <laughs> Just keeping us on our toes. When when can we mow our lawns? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. 
Uh, but sadly, I did not make that goal. My last goal was 200 million experience. I had to get like 1.2 million in order to get there. I'm happy to say I got like 1.15. I'm like 50k short. It's an embarrassingly small amount of experience that I missed this mark by. But an L is an L and I'm happy to take it. Uh, so two out of four for me and four out of four for you, Mr. Kyle. Congratulations on I your victory. It. You did it. Wow. Mom, look, I did right it. it. I did it. <laughs> we we love it. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Togetic Community Day, but let's do it in the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. We've got a couple of news stories this week, but first and foremost, let's let's talk about Togetic Community Day, how it went all that good stuff. Kyle, I have to ask you, I know that your number one concern going in was going to be base catch rate. How was your experience in that? Did, they, did it work out? Did they fix it? Did they adjust it? What, what went down? They did adjust it. I think oh, they adjusted it literally one hour before it happened in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. but hey, it was better. It was still some yellow circles around there it wasn't super great but it was much better than what it could have been oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i didn't see too too many yellows or no, oranges no reds, or reds. no reds yeah yes thank goodness uh but even so even with the yellows a great ball curveball throw i was catching them no problem i fast caught i think everything or quick caught everything that day so yeah. wasn't too bad. Um, I think I caught around 750, and I played the entire time, uh, except for a very small break, and I was talking with Camo. Hey, Camo, what's up? Um, and that was, uh, it was a good time. It was nice. It was a shame because it was beautiful, and then it started pouring. Yep. Right away. Yep. <laughs> as the event started. <laughs> and then the wind picked up, and I was like, am I in Fantasia? What's going on now? I don't understand. Yeah, I got like, real lucky. Uh, I was right by, like, a... Uh, like a gazebo that we could get under as soon as it started raining. And I'm like, well, I guess we're just staying here. Yeah. It's kind of like fuming. Cause I'm like, I need to, I want to catch more Pokemon. Yeah. And it stopped <laughs> raining and we're like, awesome. Thank God. Yeah. So, uh, so overall, you know, was it, was it a yay or a nay for you, Kyle? Yeah, it was good. I, I mean, I, I still don't care for like the Pokemon itself and all that didn't do anything yeah. for me, but the experience was good. I mean, yeah, it was a yay for me, but uh, l- let's just go on record. That's a bad shiny. It, it's a bad shiny, but also yeah. where obviously statistics are messy sometimes. But between me, Chris, and my girlfriend for statistics, we have, uh, was that 200 eggs hatched? Yeah, but like 170-ish, yeah. We got two Togepi. Two. The, that's not one in 20 like they said it was gonna be yeah oh shiny togepi yeah, shiny togepi. We should i got 100 and <laughs> i got 68 togepi yeah i'm drowning in togepi over here but yeah just the one shiny no thankfully i'd had plenty from before yeah you know but like um, you know but, people were hatching eggs because of the increased rate i'd be interested to hear other people's rates who hatched more than a handful of eggs because it was rough. I was kind of hoping to get two with how many eggs I ended up hatching. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping to walk away with one or two as well, thinking that I would be hatching probably around 50, hatched more out of desperation in just the one. So, 
Yeah, curious to hear if you listening at home or wherever you might be listening had uh, exceptional luck or hatched 100 and saw zero shiny Togepi. Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. That'd be great. Um, but enough about Togetic Community Day. Let's move on to some new news. This was announced last... Oh, no, sorry. This Monday. It was just announced, right? So Sustainability Week 2023. This is an exciting event. We've seen it in the past. Let's see how they do it this year. When is this happening? Thursday, April 20th at 10 a.m. to Wednesday, April 26th at 8 p.m. local time. So it'll be, you know, just shy of a week of, of an event. Pokemon debuts. Bon Sweet and its evolution Steeny and Steeny's evolution Serena are going to be making their Pokemon Go debuts. Cool Pokemon. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. It's interesting. We'll learn more about that family later on in the show. Don't you worry. Wild encounters for this event include Squirtle, Shelder, Whalmer, Jibulber, Cottony, Petalil, Dwebble, Fungus, Froakie, and if you're lucky, you might encounter Larvitar, Binacle, and Bon Sweet. Binacle's shiny. I keep forgetting that. Yep. Yeah. I just keep forgetting it. I know that was like last year sometime, right? But yeah, uh, that's that still catches me off guard. Uh, and then in eggs, there's going to be an update to eggs. In the seven kilometer egg pool, you will be able to hatch Cheruby, Drillbur, and Bon Sweet. Cheruby and Drillbur are shiny uh, eligible as well. Bon Sweet is not new debut, right? Uh, now, quick, quick little aside, if you jumped on this announcement right when it was announced uh, or released or whatever the case might be, the original blog post seemed to have listed this egg pool as two kilometers <laughs> and not seven kilometers, and, which would have been awesome because being able to hunt for Cherubi Shiny and Drillber Shiny in two kilometer eggs would have been sick. They've since been like, oh, actually, we meant seven kilometers and people are a little bit upset. I, I just... The miscommunication stinks, but hear me out, right? If you're truly trying to target this, is it diffi more difficult to hatch seven kilometer eggs? Absolutely, but I'll tell you what's more difficult, trying your luck at getting two kilometer eggs out of a Pokestop when instead you're getting five Ks and 10 Ks. Those 10 Ks are gonna get in your way of trying to then again, try your luck once again for a two K. At least in the seven kilometer egg pool you can target. I'm not defending their their inability to communicate what they meant the first time. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it might not be 100% worse. At least we can target it now. I'm looking for the silver lining here, Kyle. <laughs> well, I, I think there's an argument for both sides. First off, it's just like no one, no one proofread your post. It's one of like three major tags that you can read on this post. I don't know. It's just, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I, you know, I don't. So okay. like that's just kind of absurd, which yeah. leads me to one of two things. It was originally a 2K post and they changed it to 7K towards the end of, you know, the proofing cycle for this event, which mm -hmm. is the reasonable thing to believe. Or someone just didn't read it and it was a typo, which is harder to believe, but possible. Yeah. And so yeah. 7Ks, bonus, easier to target. You only get what you want, but harder to hatch, obviously. Yes. And if you're using regular incubators or your free incubator, can be very difficult. Regular incubator, in the time you hatch one 7K, you almost finish three 2Ks. That's, that's a huge significance in difference for if you're limited on 
incubators for sure. Yeah, I 100% agree. But but also if you're limited on incubators and you're looking for the 2Ks and then you get buried in 5s and 10s, you'll have a worse time as well. So yes, but on the flip side, let's say you're free incubator life, okay? okay? And you have a full inventory of eggs. Doesn't matter. You're only hatching one egg at a time anyways. So the eggs don't get in your way until you got nine 5Ks. And if you're only using one incubator, it's not likely that that's going to happen in a five-day, five-and-a-half-day time frame. Yeah. But, like, if you're powering through eggs, it starts to rear its ugly head, of course. I prefer 7Ks because then I can just open gifts and I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. But, again, the rates are going to depend. If that bomb suite is, like, a five egg rarity or whatever in the 7Ks and I'm still hatching Galarian meows or something, I'm going to be like, please, somebody save me. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hoping that it is just limited to these three, you know. So, And from the post, it reads as such. So that's that's my hope and my expectation. But we will see. Um, if we're going to get a switcheroo from 2 to 7K, they might also switcheroo some of the verbiage in there or i think that these will be added to the pool i think that the verbiage that's what the verbiage sounds like okay well time will tell but in the meantime there's also more to this event there's bonuses in fact surprising nobody we like our bonuses if your buddy pokemon is an ultra buddy or higher it will bring you souvenirs more frequently okay so real quick why would you care because it gives you a heart when they bring you a souvenir, and there's a crazy meta game around collecting souvenirs that we have really never touched on this show that we we might have to at some point. But I didn't learn me, that souvenirs were after. regional until we went to Seattle last year. So, like, what is this, this is new? Okay. <laughs> uh, additionally, if your buddy Pokemon is a great buddy or higher, it will bring you leaf wrapped gifts more frequently. These gifts will contain berries more often, and they may even contain a silver pineapple berry. This sounds like a downgrade, minus the silver <laughs> pineapple berry. If they said it was only going to bring you silver pineapple berries, it'd be cool. I, I would but, rather it bring me the potions, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, you know, you know, like when somebody in your family gives you a gift, and then you're like, oh, this is really just kind of a gift for you that you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Whenever my Pokemon brings me like eight raspberries, that's how I feel. I feel like, eh? want to feed me those? Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, your buddy Pokemon will accompany you on the map longer after being fed, so it'll it'll last longer. Cool. That's cool. Sure, I, yeah. I guess. Uh huh. Time to research. Complete the research tasks uh, to earn items, encounters, uh, to earn items, encounters with the following Pokemon, and more. It's written very strangely to be read out loud. Uh, so you can earn the encounter by completing the tasks with Drillbert, Trubbish, and Bonesweet. A reminder that Trubbish is extra stardust and the shiny is fire. We love that shiny. It's cool. Uh, field research task encounters. The following Pokemon will be available to encounter when you complete select field research tasks. Drillbur. Drillbur. Okay. I mean, hey, if the field research only... Award Drillbur? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a select field research task. So it'll be yeah. probably the ones marked as event. Yeah. You know? But like, so, um, that, but like that's usually, you know, tracks. you get like research for events and it can reward like three different Pokemon. And you're like, okay, right. come on. Right. 
yeah. You and like one why, of them yeah. can't be shiny, and that's the most common. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is great. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity to target in this event, um, which is great. I mean, I know that we say it, we we talk about that as a point every time we talk about events. Um, this one has some good opportunity. Uh, but lastly, but certainly not least, new avatar items. The Bond Suite hat, the Steenie shirt, and the Serena boots. I think this outfit looks phenomenal. It is so cool. I love those boots. I It's it's great. I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah. The hat's really cute. <laughs> Do, are they actually boots or is it a pants option? They're pants with the boot with closed feet or whatever i think so i think this is probably going to be like a boot item that makes it that you can't wear a pants item as well or something like that okay i the Got boots are to. pretty awesome it's nice because it's very different from anything else we're going to have because this is yeah. a very different pokemon from anything yeah. else that is out there it's very like um catwalk sort of e you know mm-hmm. and or um Almost like a Team Rocket supervillain boots. Yes, like yeah. like Jesse's boots. Yeah, they're cool. They're they're unique they're, looking. They're really cool. Yeah, it's great to see more unique things. I, I think you're right there. So anyway, that's that's it for the event. Now, Kyle, uh, do you got a highlight and a, a downlight. I still don't know what the opposite of a highlight I, is. Drillbur shiny. I've literally been waiting forever for. It's I love it. And in my brain, it's always been released, even though I know it's not. Mm, so now mm-hmm. that 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 switch can finally be flipped for good, that that's kind of about it. I don't care too much for the buddy interactions overall. It's not going to affect how I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have I, some I mean, eggs for the bond sweets and the drillbers. I agree. I also would like to get some shiny cherubi because I just would like to get them and not have to think about them ever again. But I'm with you. Shiny Drillbur is a good shiny mm-hmm. and Drillbur is a great Pokemon. So it's cool to be able to just target it again. Good opportunity to target. Um, and then, you know, bone sweets um, evolution and family line is like pretty solid. So I'm very happy to see that in game as well. Well, it's, uh, again, we'll talk more about that family and stuff later on the show um, in Pokalore, if you could believe it. Quick little aside here from future editing, Chris. What's going on, trainers? All right, so since we recorded, there's been an announcement for an event that is going to actually happen and be done before we're able to record next. So I thought I'd hop in here and give you a heads up. So uh, on this Sunday, April 23rd, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time, there is going to be a Stunfisk limited research day. That's right. You no longer have to uh, look forward to walking them forever like Kyle did. You can just play this one research day and get some good old candy. I'm just kidding. I think you might still have to walk, but this is a nice big chunk of that. So featured Pokemon limited field research tasks will be available when you spin photo discs at Pokestops. Complete them to encounter either Stunfisk or its Galarian version, Galarian Stunfisk. Uh, there's going to be an increased chance of encountering shiny Stunfisk and shiny Galarian Stunfisk. Uh, that's great. And wild encounters uh, throughout the event window of 2 to 5 p.m. again this Sunday will feature Sandshrew, Diglett, Gligar, Swinub, Fampy, Larvitar, Numel, Barboach, Baltoy, Hippopotas, and Drillbur. So... 
Best of luck with that this weekend. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. This next event or news item we're going to be talking about here is the April 2023 Community Day Classic. When is it? Saturday, April 29th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. And the featured Pokemon is going to be Swinup, our little watermelon pig. Featured attack, evolve pillow swine, Swinup's evolution during the event or up to two hours afterward from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. to get a mammoth swine that knows the charged attack ancient power. In trainer battles, ancient power does 60 power and has a chance to raise the user's attack and defense. While in gyms and raids, it has an increased power of 70, but it does not have the extra effect. Uh, field research tasks, Swinub themed field research will be available. Catch Swinub to earn rewards such as a Sinnoh Stone, which is required for the Mammoth Swine Evolution, Stardust, Ultra Balls, and more. Timed research will also be available. You can complete those tasks to earn up to four Sinnoh Stones. Uh, while those are of no use to us, I believe that we, we do acknowledge and recognize how that would be useful for others. Uh, I just like collecting them and then just deleting them. <laughs> There's a certain satisfaction to deleting 20 Sinnoh Stones all at once. There certainly is, yeah. Uh, and then Community Day Special Research Story Swineup Community Day Classic will be available for US $1 or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency as per usual. And last but not least, event bonuses. This is where the money is. Three times Stardust for <laughs> catching Pokemon. Let's go. That's awesome. Lure modules and incense activated during the event will last for three hours, excluding daily adventure incense. And take a few snapshots during Community Classic for a surprise. It'll be our dear little swine up, guaranteed. So, Kyle, Mammoth Swine is coming back. It has been a long time since Mammoth Swine Community Day, and, oh. or Swine of Community Day. And as was pointed out, I believe, by you, like within the last few episodes, we haven't had it available in mass like this since XL candy was introduced. So this will be our first time to really amass any amount of candy XL, right? I mean, no, I mean, it was, it was a feature for winter. Like it, it shows up when it's, you know, November, December time. Yeah. So yeah, of course. It, it did not have XL when the first community day rolled around. That's for sure. But there's been a lot of opportunities, I think. Yeah. I think it's actually I think it's actually the opposite. I think there's been so many opportunities for Swine of XL that it's not as exciting as it could be. So from my perspective, like when it's part of an event spawn or something like that, that's over a long period of time, I never like catch mass amounts of that. I feel like most people get their focused play on these like hyper intense three hour events. Oh, a hundred percent. It's not even not even a question. Okay. But if you do care, if you went into November and saying, I want Swine of XL, you were going to get it. You had it. You could have had a Mega 3 Obama Snow and just kind of smash that out because it was semi-common, we'll say. Yeah. That's Either it. way. Yeah. With, a <laughs> with a community day, with a Mega 3, you can probably get... Uh, what, what do you think? A thousand twelve hundred XL with decent play, and then if you go hardcore, you can get way more. But yeah, and then I mean after the transfer, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of, let, let's talk about uh, mega candidates for this. Uh, Obama Snow, like you said, 
Primal Groudon for the ground type coverage as well. Uh, Steelix, right? Steelix for the ground type. That's what I'm going to use. And I think that's pretty much Mega Glalie. Oh, I always forget about Mega Glalie for the ice type as well. So you've got four options. You're more than likely probably have your Obama Snow closest to go or Steelix. I'm going to use my Primal Groudon because I didn't put all that work into him to not use him. Um, And yeah, yeah, that'll be great. So be ready, trainers. I know this is like only a week away at this point in time, a week and a half. But that's all the time you need. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. So on a scale of one to pig, how excited are you for Community Day Classics lineup? Uh, like a four. Mm. It's it's worth mentioning. <laughs> Ancient power is worthless. Oh, it is yeah. thematic only because to evolve into Mammoth Swine in the main series game, Pillow Swine needs to know Ancient Power, and then it levels up, and then it becomes Mammoth Swine. It's a bad move. Don't evolve your Mammoth Swines during community classic don't do it or do it and then expect to use your tms yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. um even if you're going to use it in pvp it doesn't want ancient power it wants high horsepower so and lastly for me swine has been a shadow pokemon for a while yes it would really be nice to see that incorporated into a community day when relevant for the pokemon and like the shiny to be available too as a shadow i mean i'm i'm not even going to push for that because like that's a premium that niantic and pokemon company want to control but give people the chance who maybe didn't save you know 50 shadow swine up because they were hoping for a time or something yeah but see this argument's so silly because it doesn't actually matter because you can evolve your shadow swine up whenever you want because you don't need yeah. ancient power. <laughs> it's true. That that is true. But it kind of would be nice to like hone in on that meta relevance of swine up and stuff like that. Yeah, it should be like a full a full sort of, you know, celebration of the Pokemon, and that would kind of include its shadow form as well. Like I see where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah that, it'd be neat. It'd be neat. On the same point. I can already see all of the complaints about people who are like, I only want to be catching Pokemon. I don't want to do rocket grunts. And I'm like, I get that. That's fair. I'm if there were shadows of that only specific Pokemon, I might be compelled to do them if I wasn't as interested in the day overall. So maybe I'm kind of biased in that regard. So I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, with the three times Stardust for catching Pokemon, I feel like a lot of people would would probably double down on that perspective more over. Yeah, than well, they other they times. had to do the Stardust first because it was coming up, but second because they yeah. know Mammoth Swine's not it's not enough, you know. Right, right. They know this at the time that Mammoth Swine came out. Mammoth Swine was a big, big deal, very top tier Ice DPS at the time. This too. seems like a fantastic time to go into gear up. Then, oh, it does, doesn't it? Why don't we do that? Because this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about what's the big deal with Mammoth Swine. I see that. Look at that. We actually did a transition that made sense. This is episode, <laughs> what, 250, 233? Yeah. 233. Yeah. One, yeah. one time. Someone <laughs> make the counter go up one, please. There we go. <laughs> so, like I mentioned, don't get Ancient Power. It's bad. At least on Mammoth Swine, it's bad. You want Powder Snow and Avalanche. And as Chris said, Mammoth Swine has been a dominant ice type since it was added. 
since its first community day when they released its evolution, it's kind of blown all the competition away pretty much across the board. It's second only to Galarian Darmanitan, and not by very much. It's very, very little difference because Darmanitan is so squishy and Mamoswine has pretty good bulk. Also, Shadow Weavile is higher than regular Mamoswine, but it's, it's a glass cannon, you know. Shadow we'll get to there in a second. Yeah. Mamoswine even outperforms both Mega Ice types we have in the game. Mega Bombasnow and Mega Glalie do worse than Mamoswine, and I think that's quite telling, honestly. So is that is that because of moveset, or...? I, I mean, it's a combination stats. of both. Okay. Um, I don't have the page open anymore, but I think Mega Glalie has just a bad moveset for, yeah, compared I mean, to Power So Avalanche, and I think a Mega Bombasnow just doesn't have the stats to back it up like it needs it's to. got like it's got like weather ball ice right for its charge move that's, and it uses yeah, powder good. snow that's not good like that. yeah it would i think both those megas would probably benefit greatly from like an avalanche or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm Bummer. actually gonna double check now so we have the information and mega glalie has frost breath avalanche and uh, mega bound snow has powder snow weather ball ice so there okay. you go Glalie is held back by Frost Breath, although Mega Glalie is fine. It just that Mamoswine's better. Yeah, and then Abomasnow is held back by Weather Ball, which is not a great uh, PVE move for sure. It's awesome in PvP, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> those PvP it's, it's, DPS it's obnoxious in PvP. Yeah. Uh, that said, Shadow Mamoswine exists, and it crushes everything, and it's not even close. Like it's. It's like 15% better than Shadow Weavile. Yeah. Just, wow. It's good. Wow. If you're going to do a Shadow, it is it is worthwhile. That said, if we ever get form changes for Darmanitan into Zen mode, which is unlikely if I had to guess, uh, it will take the crown because its stats are meant to be temporary in the main series game. And if they are permanent here, it would be disgusting. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I personally think that's just going to stay very far away from Go. But They might treat it like a mega form or something. It's not, I don't know, it's not special. It's, it's tied to an ability. I think that's, that's the takeaway, really. Mm. It's tied to an ability. It's, I don't think it's coming because it's not technically a form. Although it is technically a form. It's, I don't it's know, man. weird. We'll see. I, I bet they're just trying to spend as much time as possible not doing that until they have to. <laughs> yeah, like, how do we do this? Oh, well, we do have the form button, but that seems not like a good idea. Yeah. And lastly, Mamoswine is about as future-proof as you can probably get in the current state of the game. There's a couple of Pokemon that could be saved with move updates, like Kiram doesn't have a fast ice move. If it did, it would probably beat Mamoswine. And... Calyrex currently, based on its movesets from the main series game, doesn't have a fast ice move at all. So they would have to invent a new one to give him. And then that would probably compete. Others that aren't in the game are too defensive oriented because ice is a very defensive typing to fight, despite the fact that it's defensively very weak. Come on, Pokemon Company. Been crying for years. But like Sea Titan from Gen 9 is not. It's not going to be very good as an attacker and go. Iron Bundle 
from Gen 9 has the potential if it got the right moveset, but it's also going to be pretty squishy. And then Bax Caliber from Gen 9 also has potential, but we're like never going to see that. It's going to be like five years away before you yeah. can even think about having a team of six Bax Caliber. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of scary to think about how long it's going to be until we see like anything notable really from generation nine outside of maybe the starters earlier i think we i mean they're obviously goldengo but uh right other right. than that it's going to probably be a very long time yeah goldengo to me like I, I mean i understand that's a valid point it's a good counterpoint to me it feels like an outlier kind of like how meltan feels like an outlier you know but i don't know yeah it is but definitely I, more like identity tied to generation nine than than uh meltan was yeah but like generation eight at the same time we did get galarian wheezing in raids for gen eight without too much weight but let's be honest that was weird (laughs) it was weird and also we've kind of passed the time frame for that where that would make sense and go so yeah the final takeaway for me is tied back into our news section this classic is all about xl candy and finding good mammoth swines if you don't currently have them but you also kind of want to look for shadow ones in the future, so maybe save the XLs. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of up to you. I'm not going to wait for shadow mammoth swine, but that's just me. And also, just a little reminder that if you are going to go the shadow route, which I mean is great, you are going to want to play this community day, even if you aren't going to be collecting one, because it's going to cost you a lot of candy to power up that shadow Pokemon. In addition to the dust, which wouldn't you know it is also the bonus for that event. So. I, I wish you the best of luck for your mammoth swine adventures. I, I'm not excited to catch more watermelons, honestly. No, the shiny is less exciting for me because we, we walked away with a healthy amount last time. And I've caught four outside of events since then. I'm like, please, no the, more. The catch the catch experience was bad the first time. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> it's probably not going to be a lot better. Uh, swine up be is better. one of those that's like far away. Yeah. And it's also small. Very low to the ground, too. So if you're trying to land, like, even a great throw, 50% of that circle is on the ground. Yeah, and you have to you have to basically drop the ball, but it's also far away, so it's like, what am I doing? I don't expect that to be fixed. I don't expect them to move Swine up any closer. They just will probably affect the base catch rate. I think it has been moved since that initial community day, yeah, but so, not very okay. much. We'll certainly I think see how we feel. I think it's a teensy bit closer. Come April. Yeah, but yeah, you really, you had to really wind and crank that thing on that first community day. It was wooey. It was something else. Give, give your throwing arm a cramp, you know? My goodness. Um, but cool. Great. I feel like I'm prepared and I know what I'm looking for in this upcoming community classic. It's also like, just as an aside, kind of cool to see. Um, I was like pretty sure that Mammoth Swine had fallen off of meta relevance, but it's neat to see that it still is very, very usable, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. relevant. Uh, and while the shadow version is great, doesn't solely rely on being shadow for being good. And that's always nice to see. But Cool. Anyway, uh, we are going to take a very short break here, and then when we come back, we're going to be hopping into the Pokalore, which, as advertised, is going to be the, the Bon Sweet family. So stay tuned. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And as advertised, this week for Pokalore, we're covering Bon Sweet, Steeny, and Serena, the fruit Pokemon. Yes, they all share a category, my favorite. <laughs> okay. First is Bon Sweet. Bon Sweet is a small Pokemon resembling a mangosteen. Most of its body is pinkish purple with a short white skirt around its waist, which resembles the flesh of a mangosteen when it is cut open. It has beady yellow eyes and two tiny legs. On top of its head is a green calyx. This structure consists of four leafy green formations and a short stem. This Pokemon exudes a delicious smell from its entire body, which has made it popular with the people of the Alola region. This scent has a calming effect on people, so they are often used as living air fresheners. <laughs> Function. <laughs> Function and fashion. Uh, however, its sweet scent has also caused it to be swallowed whole or collected by other Pokemon, especially Toucanon and Greedent. It is too sweet for human consumption, but its sweat can be used to make a juice. <laughs> oh, that's not a sentence I ever want to say again. Bone sweet was highly valued by humans in the past in a time when sweets were rare. While fleeing danger, Bonesweet skips around, uh, sorry, skips along in a way that does not convey its desperation. <laughs> As a result, no one ever comes to help it, and it's been known to drive away enemies by rotating its calyx, but it becomes dizzy afterward. Oh, Imagine being caught in the, the prison of your own positivity. Goodness. Next up is Steeny. While it has a delectable fragrance, this Pokemon also has a tomboyish personality that can make it hard to get along with. What? What does what? that even mean? Wait, what, what does that wait, even why, mean? Why is tomboy a hard to get along with personality? I disagree. I completely disagree this? with this. I don't know. This person had, had some, some previous experience that they're just like projecting <laughs> to here. Goodness me. Uh, Steeny scent is a popular antiperspirant used by humans and helps others feel invigorated. Steeny's peeled rind can be used for stomach pains. Its calyx has hardened, allowing it to play with other Pokemon without worrying about being damaged. However, the leaves spin as Steeny moves and often strike nearby objects. It apparently does not care what it hits and even uses the calyx as a form of attack. Foes are struck with the leaves first, then kicked by one of Steeny's equally hard legs. It also uses those legs to protect itself from its natural predator, Corvusquire. Steeny are known to bounce around the forests it lives in. Corvusquire, get out of here. That's mean. Don't do that. It's a great Pokemon, though. I'm so ready for Corviknight, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so ready. Lastly, Serena. On top of Serena's head is a light green calyx. The shortest leaf of the calyx extends slightly forward and then curves to the right, similar to side-swept bangs. The other three leaves resemble long hair and extend nearly to the ground. The three long leaves each have three yellow spots near the top and three near the bottom. The markings are present on both the upper and undersides of the leaves. 
On top of the calyx is a growth resembling a small purple crown with four thin yellow stripes. Serena is known to be both powerful and aggressive. This Pokemon has a high class nature and punishes anyone that approaches it with evil in mind. <laughs> this attitude will even be directed at its trainer if given commands Serena dislikes, such as being told to use an ineffective move. Let's go, queen. Let's go. Touching the crown line growth on its head is said to render it defenseless, however, and instantly calms it down. So like a like an off button you know yeah like those little those little droids from episode one phantom menace so hit the nose oh same sort God. of stuff <laughs> that's in the corner of somebody's brain that just got scratched yeah serena fights using finely honed kicks and graceful movements every time it lands a hit it cackles at its opponent <laughs> it will even continue kicking or stepping on a downed opponent laughing boisterously i i think i'm falling in love with this pokemon this might be a new favorite Additionally, its sweet fragrance acts as a distraction. Because only the most powerful Steenie evolve into Serena, this Pokemon uses its power to protect its pre-evolved forms. Quake Quaval is Serena's rival in kicking. Serena is the only known Pokemon capable of learning the move Trop Kick. Wow, I just... Trop Kick. No, no, no. I'm still backing up, though. How are you going to disrespect Hitmonlee like that? Ooh, you're right. How are you going to do that? I need to you're go look right. and see if Hitmonlee's uh, dex entry says something about kicking with incredible force because I'm, I'm a sad. I mean, Anyways. I'm sure it does. I think it's it's also known for kicking really fast, though. <laughs> Continue with the stats. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll check right. back in. Our, our investigative journalist, Kyle, is on the case. For stats, max CP at 40 is 29.64 and at 50... 3351, honestly not too shabby. 176 stamina, 195 defense, and 222 attack. Uh, kind of all over the place. 222 attack is all right, but middling, to be honest. Did you find it? No, I did, but 95 defense is also just laughable. I think it's actually 195. 195? Okay, see, that yes. makes. Are you sure? These are seem low stats for 222 attack. Gonna, we're gonna check, and in the meantime, I'm gonna talk about Hitmonlee because Hitmonlee said Hitmonlee's kicking strength is incredibly powerful owing to its diamond-like soles. It has sometimes been nicknamed the Kickmaster. Okay, yeah. Th then this should that should have been referenced in this. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> there's some bias Come here on. for later generations. I can see. But yes, it is 195 defense. So yeah, that, 222 attack, 195 okay. defense, and 176 stamina. I still think it's disrespectful to say that Quackleval's kicking contends with these, but okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that that Pokemon was known for his kicks at all. Okay. I know that the sweet dance moves, you know, <laughs> I, I need that, but, you know, who knows? Uh, but for best move set for Serena, uh, Charm or Magical Leaf, if you're building for grass, for DPS, with Grass Knot and Stomp. It's got an interesting uh, move set for sure. It's got so. to have that Stomp. Gonna have that stomp. That's right. So, Kyle, any love for Bon Sweet, Steenie, or Serena? I love Bon Sweet. Bon Sweet is adorable. It it's is great pie. design. Yeah. I don't like the evolutions at all. You don't like Serena? No. It's very weird to me. I, I like Steenie because the leaves as like pigtails is like a cool sort of like design choice. I think it looks 
okay Steam, with Steam is fine. weird. Steam is fine. It's kind of weird that it has like no feet, basically. Like it, it has it has legs, but they just are points. And I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Serena is just weird. I I think it is. <laughs> it, it's a, a, as a Pokemon, it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Okay. It's weird. I just, I don't like the Pokemon. I love Bonsweet though. It's so cute. Yeah, Bonsweet is sweet. I like Serena though, and and I like it a lot more now after having read this about how it it laughs when it kicks its enemy. That's just so, so BM. <laughs> like, Do you think great. its signature move is called Drop Kick because they couldn't get away with saying Drop Kick? I think they were trying to be clever. Like it's tropical, mm-hmm. trop it, kick. Yeah, it's still its signature move. By the way, it's, I don't think anybody else can learn it. So that's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah, they even said in here it's the only known Pokemon capable of learning it, which is cool. It's very rare to see on like <laughs> non legendaries a preserved uh, signature move. Yeah. So good on you, Serena. But anyway, that's Pokalore, which means that yes, it's time, Pokepole. So this week's Pokepole, so last week's Pokepole was, if you could change the color of one shiny Pokemon, what would it be, what color would you choose instead, and why? We got a nice variety of answers this week. Mm-hmm. First one from Moshpit said, the one that bothers me the most has got to be Gengar, but not in the way you probably think. I'm okay with the main color, it's the tongue that upsets me. Shiny Haunter has a blue tongue, shiny Gengar should have a blue tongue too. You know what? I, I can get behind this, but I have to take it one further because if you go back to 2D art, Shiny Haunter also has a blue glowing aura around its hands. Oh. We lost that when it went to 3D. That's right. I forgot about that. So definitely a yes with the blue tongue, but give me that blue aura back and we're, we're in business. The next response is from Walrain. They said, how about a Garchomp fix? Given its design and jet-like dynamics, I thought the forest green slash red like old fighter pilot planes with the intimidating shark face would be amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Like, like a Spitfire. Yeah. I, think, yes. I think that's the, the plane we're thinking of here. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And, and actually, they, they had uh, provided an image of that exact plane. So, yes, nice. you're right. That's a nice. cool, cool, looking, cool looking plane. Next one's from Matters, and he said, hello, gents. I'd change the color of the costume Pikachu that had the Rayquaza, Lucario, Umbreon, and Charizard hats on. Still really bothers me that they don't match the hats to their shiny if you caught the shiny Pika. Love your work as ever, chaps. Oh, that'd be so cool if the Rayquaza hat on the shiny was also shiny, so it was black. Yeah. Oh, man. The Umbreon hat would have been slick with the blue instead of the yellow highlights. Oh, man. Uh, Come on. We have to calm down. I don't think Niantic can program their game to work like that. True. I mean, yeah, maybe not. They had to turn off Eevee spawns when Eevee was in field research with a flower crown for a month. So <laughs> true, <laughs> true. It's like, oh, just turn that off. Bottom of the pile. <laughs> Our next response is from Thick Nick Thirteen via Spotify. They said, "Hi, Chris and Kyle. Thick Nick Thirteen here. As a team Mystic member, Articuno Shiny needs a change. It barely looks different from the normal and lacks inspiration. Ice White or anything else would be great. Ooh. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Legendary Birds. It's only logical. They should have done this in Gen 3 and just continued with it. Rotate their colors. 
Yeah. Articuno becomes red. Zapdos becomes blue. And Moltres becomes yellow. It's like maybe different because Moltres is already a little yellow. Yeah. But it, it makes so much sense. Kyogre should have became red and Groudon should have became blue. Like, it's just, oh, it's right itself. And everybody so, would have probably liked it. So, yeah, the, the legendary birds, like you said, if you just turn that rotation around the other way, think about that for a second because it's sick. Red Zapdos, right? Mm-hmm. Yellow Articuno. So on board for all of this. And then a blue Moltres or like the flames are blue and it's yeah, white or something like that. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, they, they manually changed Charizard. They should have manually changed the birds. That's right. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Come on. We're screaming at the heavens here. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if they changed the shiny like 15 years later? People would lose their minds. People, people would lose their mind because and they would they would lose it over. Not because of the change, which, I mean, is something that people would lose their minds over. But they would probably lose it because they would just criticize the ones that they chose oh why didn't you choose something else yeah why didn't uh-huh. you choose this like you know well or they'd be like but i liked that one right exactly it looked bad exactly. <laughs> this is a, we're gonna find out real quick who the, who the uh the original gengar stands are with no taste if they ever fix that shiny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh does what does shiny gigantamax gengar look like is it is it bad i don't know i've never seen it no i believe it's white like the mega oh, Crime. It's I'm pretty crime. sure. Yeah. We're gonna move on. Well, I'm upset. Uh, next one's from Mr. Toad eighty nine from Spotify, and they said, honestly, Pikachu. It's the flagship Pokemon. So why is Pikachu's shiny only a little bit darker in color than its normal form? Mm-hmm. Why not bright blue like Mew's shiny? Anything is better than what we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally fair. I imagine the reason they never changed that was because they're like scared. Probably. And I mean, in the world of in the world of same color shinies, that one is is I, I, it's the most fine in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it's I one guess. of the least offensive, but it's still not. It's, it's still not okay. It's still so unnecessarily underwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like uh, you know that stuff that they spray bodybuilders with to give them like that golden sheen. That's what yeah. that's what that color looks like to me. It reminds me of that every time. Yeah, it definitely yeah. looks like. Pikachu went and got a spray tan or something yeah. <laughs> to try and pretend that it was shiny. It really does. To be fair, it's a high quality spray tan. Yeah. yeah. No spots missed. <laughs> I don't know why I should go give it a hug. Yeah. It's f- <laughs> <laughs> Our next response is from Ginger via Twitter. They said, Leafyon, he needs to be a fall colored boy and not just a different shade of green. Oh, all of the Eevees. Just like I know... Jolteon and Umbreon have drastic changes, but of all the families that should have been hand touched, yeah, Eevees should have been. And like a fall design, like Chikorita, but on Leafeon would have been so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I okay. So this question was like our most popular question ever, our Pokeball ever on Twitter, um, and. So Ginger's post got like 170 some odd likes, I think, or something like that. And that sentiment around a fall colored Leafeon was like by far, besides Gengar, I think, and Garchomp, the most popular and uh, reiterated change that people were looking for. Like people feel really strongly across the board about Leafeon shiny. I don't blame them. Leafeon's a great... Pokemon, I think so. Leafeon and Glaceon got the real short end of the stick of yeah. those shinies. Like yeah, Umbreon, sure. you love well, it Umbreon's or you hate great. it. Yeah. Well, you love it or you hate it. 
Yeah. Some same people want to see the black change, and some people like that just the yellow changes. So, I like the green on um, Espeon. It's like one of the green shinies that I think yeah. like, it's totally cool because it's so different. I think Espeon and Vaporeon are the best of the family just because they're, I don't know, they're so bright and jarring. I think it works. People were actually kind of vocal about Vaporeon too, which I was surprised with because pink shinies are like generally beloved. But like it just, it, with the logic we've had, we'll get back to the next answer in a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the logic that we've had, a lot of blue Pokemon become pink and like brilliantly pink. And so that's yeah. just, it's fine. It fits with the game and the Pokedex as a whole, at least. That's right. If it's good enough for Kyogre, it's good enough for everybody else. Right. That's right. All right. Next one is from MetaChampion328 from Twitter. And they said, Spaghetti and Meatballs Tangela. <laughs> It's 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 perfect. It's perfect, it's, including a picture. It's a, a tangela where it's pasta colored. You know, it's an off white, and it's just like the feet are still colored. brown, or well, the feet are brown, and yeah, it's pasta colored. Yeah, it's great. It would work perfectly for who says for, that? <laughs> I mean, for an Italy right. variant of tangela too. I feel like for the audio only listeners. Pasta color was probably the way to go, actually. I've just never heard that out loud, but people can probably <laughs> Pasta has imagine color that. unless you actually color it differently. That's right, with sauce. Uh, that said, I can totally see a Convergent Evolution Tangela that looks like the Flying Spaghetti Monster or something yeah, exactly. from another region. It there would you work go. so good. Yeah, but so yeah, the idea is that it's like little weebly-woos are like, you know, yellow or whatever and its feet are brown and so in this image it's sitting so it looks like two meatballs <laughs> it's wonderful it's wonderful all right the last written answer we have is from av girl boston they said hey chris and kyle this is the form of an email long time listener and first time caller here i just had to answer this week's question of what shiny would you color swap for me it's some of the evolutions they have so much potential Vaporeon, Espeon, Umbreon, Sylveon, and Jolteon are all fine. But what they did to what did they do to Flareon, Leafeon, and Glaceon? Flareon would be cool if it was blue flames instead of the light gold. Yeah. Leafeon would be amazing with an autumnal look with some red slash orange leaves. Yeah. And Glaceon would look cool with a silvery white color similar to shiny Eevee or fresh snow. I love the evolution so much. They really are the best Pokemon. Have a great week, Evie Girl Boston, aka Elise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if they changed Jolteon either. I like the jarring change from yellow to green, but yeah, I think it could be better. It could be more flashy, but it is the least of our worries. Yeah, when it comes that, to and that. I don't think it's a question that Sylveon has the best shiny of of the Eevees. Like oh, with, to the blue from the pink? Yeah. Yeah, it's not even close. It's, it's so it's good. Clean. It's very clear that they did that one by hand. Yeah, and I think they knew what they were doing with that one because people were... Every time that we get a new evolution, as rare as it is, it's such a big deal. Yeah. So, good, good, good. Then we did have one voicemail uh, answer, and this is from Flash1087. Hi, GoCast. I would like to change... Pikachu's shiny color to either blue or purple. Because lightning, as I see in my test book, is actually 
purple and blue when it strikes, but I think it should be blue because blue is a sign of more energy. And we would like to see that shiny Pikachu has more energy because it clearly does. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry for the long, short voicemail. Sorry for the medium voicemail. Bye. All right, love it. So yeah. I think that'd be cool. It'd be cool if, like, it was blue and, like, its cheeks were purple and they illuminated or vice versa. That'd be sweet. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's it's very funny because I've mentioned it before, but I played a a tabletop version of Pokemon where one of the homebrews for from the DM was a blue Pikachu that had like a really edgy personality. So I think that's that's very fun. I like awesome. I like the idea of a blue Pikachu. The thing about the blue Pikachu is that like when Meryl came out and people called it Pika Blue, I, yeah. I, just, I think of that all the time. You know. Yeah. So. Oh man. <laughs> Pokemon fans really know how to make clever and catchy shade about anything. Just, you know, it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that voicemail, Flash. We appreciate it. For this week's Pokepole, we have, where would you realistically like to see GoFest this year? And what do you think that location has to offer over others? clarification at the end is so that y'all aren't like my town because i live here well that's not a good enough reason come on yeah come on come on yeah like if you want to say your town because you happen to live in like i don't know la then okay yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> do do we not get to say chicago is no you can <laughs> you can i mean i think that that has proof of concept you know so i mean so see here's the thing like i want i want to say chicago because like it makes sense it works obviously and also we live here but yeah yeah i don't want it to be chicago because i want to go somewhere <laughs> true true yeah i'm the same way i feel exactly the same like my number one choice would be chicago but it's mostly a convenience factor and you know we've been spoiled we've had it here several times i know yeah. but i didn't know what we had until it was gone yeah <laughs> So aside from Chicago, which is like our number one choice for both of us, I think. I I think I'm going to say one in the UK or, or sorry, say one in Europe rather, because the US is it's kind of easy. There's like five or six like places you kind of pick around the map for. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see something in Italy somewhere. I'd love to travel to Italy to play Pokemon Go. Oh, that'd be cool. Literally anywhere. I know nothing about their infrastructure and what kind of parks and play is in Italy, <laughs> but I'd love to find out. But UK and actually pretty much everywhere except for the United States has so much more history than we do. And so the monuments and the plaques and stuff are plentiful. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of opportunities for Pokestops and things like that. Is there any like particular city in in Italy you'd like to see it in in particular? I mean, I mean, I'd love to see it in Rome, but I don't again, I don't know what it's like. I Rome is on my bucket list. I want yeah. I want to go to Rome. You should so. go. <laughs> yeah. Um I just I was really hoping that you weren't going to say Venice. So thank you for not saying Venice. No. It <laughs> seems like a terrible choice. Somebody who has a fear of of you know fish and water like that. I like, mean it's uh, okay. I I have a fear cuz I can't swim, so you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they got roads made out of water, man. In that not a good idea for me. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Uh, I'm having the same issue because, like, when I'm thinking, I'm thinking instantly of, like, you know, locations in the U.S., which is Chicago, Seattle, where we've seen it before. Other potential locations would be, like, 
I don't know. Uh, another big city is New York. They could do L.A. They've had events there before. Where else, in, could, where else in the mean, United States do you need to see it? They could do like Austin or Houston oh, they in could. Texas. That might yeah. be really hot, though, the with thing, the later in the season. Yeah. yeah and it's got to be with the fact we don't even know when it is yet. And I don't think Austin has. I've only been there once. I didn't see a whole lot of it, but I don't think that there is really a big park that they could use for that. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure somebody will correct me. And then pro- probably somewhere in Florida, I guess would be my like those are like yeah, the seven locations in my mind when i think of go is yeah for an event chicago new york uh pick a place in florida because there's probably a couple la seattle and you, you could probably do others in california like yeah. like san antonio or something like that too so they did vegas then why not new orleans yeah okay okay yeah yeah but yeah. anyway outside of the states i would love to go to quebec <laughs> okay, Canada, Canada Go Fest. Let's go. I, I would, I would love to. I've never been to Canada, despite it being our neighbor, and I would love an excuse to just, you know, make that short trip north. That'd be great. Cool. Yeah. I but agree. anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was again, where would you realistically like to see Go Fest this year, and what do you think this uh, that location has to offer over others? You can answer when we post that on Twitter. Um, if you're a patron of ours, we have a patron-exclusive Discord channel, the Pokepole channel, to post your answers in. If you're listening on Spotify during, uh, sorry, via the mobile app, you can reply to the question there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can also reply to the question there. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com or send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Uh, and if you forgot either of those... You can just go to gocastpodcast.com and we have a contact us page and all that information is there. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) there you go. But speaking of emails and voicemails and all that good stuff, Kyle, would you would you do me the honors? It's time for emails. Yeah, buddy. And one voicemail. Let's start with this voicemail from Kevin Red Bull. Hey, Chris and Kyle. It's Kevin Red Bull here. I haven't called you guys in in a while, so I figured I'd give you a holler and let you know what's going on. Uh, ever since I hit level 50 on Neubach Community Day, I've basically become free-to-play due to, you know, how things have been going inside of the game and been drawing further back away to focus on myself and my relationship, and it's felt a lot better. It's also been easy considering the company has been handling things so poorly, mm-hmm. especially with the remote raid pass cutback. I've strictly been just going based off of what coins I can get daily or buy daily. And I feel so much more relaxed. It is fun to complain about Pokemon Go and what Niantic is doing and the decisions they're making and how they're treating us and how they're completely ignoring us. So I'm actually doing more of talking about it than I am actually playing it. Like right now, I'm on my lunch break and I'm playing Monopoly Solitaire because I have a chocolate campfire as a game piece. (laughs) Uh, So you see me actually not playing the game for the moment. I mean, granted, it is vanilla spawns because we're in the middle of no events. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a call and let you know what's going on with me. I've just been cutting back to a casual player now that I've reached the top and achieved my goal. I am officially 30 now, so I am in my head. (laughs) 
I am a Pokemon master in this game because this is the one that I strived to reach. <laughs> so I'm just kind of sitting at the top and basking in my glory. This might be a little bit of a gloating voicemail. My apologies, guys. No need. Um, I'm just, I'm still here. I'm still listening. <laughs> so uh, please send me gifts. I miss you guys. <laughs> and it's not like we're going to raid unless there's another big raid event like, you know, go tour. So <sighs> please send me gifts. I promise I'll send some back. Love you. Miss you. Also, P.S., I'm pretty sure Cats, because the one guy said Hags and Cats last week on his voicemail, Cats might be Catch All the Shinies. So, <laughs> Hags and Cats, love you guys. Shiny vibes all. Kevin Red Bull, out. Have a great summer and catch all the shinies. I like that. I would have written yeah, that in okay. somebody's yearbook, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for the voicemail, Kevin. Yeah, uh, it's it's been a hot minute since Kyle and I have really had to think about gifts because, again, we used to get our friendships up by rating, and now there's a whole lot less of that going on. So, oh, gifts. Yeah, sorry. I've been trying. I've been trying. I don't send them very well, but I've, I've been sort of opening them. Yeah, I do like three or four a day when I remember. And then I like, I'm like, okay, that's enough for now. I'll come back later. And I never do. So yikes. But anyway, thanks very much for the voicemail. Um, and good on you for, for taking a step back and taking time for yourself and improving everything over there. That sounds great. So keep that up, keep it up. Um, but besides that, we've got some emails as well. And this first one is from Jonas. And they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Just a short input from a rural player with five kilometers to the nearest gym regarding the debate on Niantic nerfing the remote raid passes. The official argument from Niantic goes that they want to rebalance the game. But by nerfing the remote raids, Niantic does the exact opposite. From now on, the community will be divided into the affluent players who had the opportunity, expensively that is, to grind for and max their legendary and mythical Pokemon via remote raids, and new or newer players who will never get the same opportunity unless they are lucky enough to live in a highly populated area with a very active Pokemon Go community. This will result in an extremely unbalanced game where the grinding kings of old, like for instance Brandon Tan and Fleece King as extreme examples, will never be challenged by anyone, and where Master League will be dominated by those who made it before the nerfing. I have not come across this argument in the debate, although it probably is out there, so I thought I would share it with you. Keep grinding and doing your brilliant podcast. To me, your conversations are the best part of the Pokemon Go experience, and as always, sorry for the long email. Smiley face. Best, <laughs> Jonas. First of all, thank you very much for the kind words. Appreciate that, of course. And yeah, good point. Um, you know, so it doesn't really like fix the situation insofar as people that have already gotten that advantage. It's just taking that opportunity away from other people. Now, the op that opportunity might have been, you know, sort of uh, gated by how much money you could spend or not spend, but it doesn't make the damage that was already done quote unquote from that perspective any better it just locks everybody down where they're at more or less right with inches being moved instead of miles in, in a day's work or a week's work right so it's um it's a bit of a frustrating thing uh i i don't know i don't know what to think about that kyle what, what, what's your thought uh i it's a fantastic point to have one that i thought of but not like what are you going to do? Right? Like, yeah. yeah. No matter what was going to happen, any reduction to the system only hurts newer players the most. 
Mm-hmm. Even especially when they reduce the damage that you're going to deal in remote raids, because that will happen. That that is going to happen at some point. I brace yourselves; it will be next season. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, it makes it, no sense that it wouldn't. It's the last thing. I'm surprised that they haven't done it yet. And it's gonna be bad, based on what it looks like now. It's gonna be real bad. Uh, yeah, there's just rebalance it for the people who play the game legitimately, I suppose, and or play it casually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not it's not good. There, yeah. There's no positive spin on this on this aspect. No, no. And I think the hope is that eventually it will all sort of even out. Right. But those hardcore players, if they're maxing things out to them to the most that they can, they're still going to maintain that lead because there's no chance for somebody to, you know, bridge that gap because everybody's now normalized the same speed if you're doing everything you can. Right. Yeah. And I don't, exactly. It's kind of. But I mean. At a certain point, you normalize when Pokemon keep coming back. Yeah. And, like, Brandon Tan's never going to stop doing raids, stop hatching eggs and all that. But at a certain point, it doesn't matter if his hundo, if he has five hundo Dialga all at level 50, you only need one to take part in Master League. Right. For the comparison. So, theoretically, in an infinite amount of time, it balances out. That time, though, is is a very long way away for the average player. Yes. Yeah. And in the meantime, I think even, yeah, there's there's no stop gap. Right. So, yeah, like, e- even in the current system, if you want to max out a legendary, you're looking at 40 raids ish. Average legendaries has been in the raids for well, like 10 days at a time, seven to 10 days at a time, four raids a day. Not all remote because people aren't doing as many remote raids. Yeah, very true. The average player is going to struggle to do one a day. Yeah, I still I can't I still can't believe how little I'm seeing people raid now. I think I did one Tapu Bulu this week, and I my initial gut reaction was like I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, I got to try once, right? And so I did one Tapu Bulu remote raid. But even in our remote raiding channel in our Discord, which is almost always popping, it's been like pretty dead. There's been like maybe it's, one it's or completely two dead. I, I actually yeah. went to go look since April sixth when this went live. There has been five posts. One Lugia, three Landorus, and one Tapu Bulu. Yep. We would get like a dozen, 20 in a day, depending on the raid boss, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So it, it would be like five to 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pr- proof is in the pudding for sure. So I don't know. Again, we, we have not received any sort of reaction or comment officially from Niantic on this whole topic. So. That frustration is still there. Anyway, we will absolutely keep you updated as soon as we hear something, but, you know, has not happened. But either way, thank you very much for writing in, Jonas. We appreciate it. Next email is from Kel Drinks Custard. They said, hey, guys, how's it going? Hello. I've had an idea about how Niantic could fix the remote raid issue without compromising what they want. Instead of limiting us to five a day, I think they should do a weekly limit of 35. That way, raid hour days aren't wasted because everyone has participated in the Australian one. (laughs) To me, that wouldn't feel as bad. That being said, I rarely raid these days anyway, so I'd love to hear what serious raiders think of that. 
Also, it would be nice if they just put the prices back. Reducing the items rewarded for remote passes and increasing the items for in-person would be a much better idea, in my opinion. Perhaps perhaps 7,500 Stardust from in-person and 1,000 Stardust from remote raids. Or they could set up a weekly reward system for in-person raids. Complete seven in-person raids a week could unlock two raid passes. Could work, potentially. It just seems to me there are so many positive changes to make, but they don't want to even try this is fair. We'll read the second half in a second because there's a couple things to address. A weekly limit is so much better than a daily limit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it has so much. It has its own pros and cons, but more pros than cons for the daily. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That said, Chris and I were talking about this before the show, and they want you to be playing every day. They do. So a weekly limit works against the basic premise of mobile game design, unfortunately. Yep. That's it. I do like the idea. It would work out almost perfectly for me because that's how I use to raid, as I've mentioned. Yeah, I like it a lot better, too. Yeah. Yeah. To the rest of the email. My girlfriend and I went to the European Championships last weekend and had a great time. Unfortunately, I was on crutches, so we only did one day. But the staff, we, the staff was all exceptional and incredibly helpful. Could I be. really feel like they went out of their way to make the experience as easy as they could for me. I really want up to compete next time, but I know that I'll just lose in the first round and sulk for the rest of the day, so maybe not. <laughs> Anyways, on a much more positive note, I'm absolutely loving all my fellow comrades in the not apologizing movement. One day, I believe, we'll get through a single episode without a single apology. You're welcome for the long email. <laughs> Have a good one. Kelv drinks custard. Resident average player. Recovering apologizer. <laughs> recovered. Recovered apologizer. No, it says, I, I changed it. You're always recovering. You're never recovered. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Tell that to Pokemon that used the move recover. They used it. <laughs> the, the, that was in the they, past. They recovered. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a weird word, by the way. Like, if you think about that, like the word cover, like to cover something and then to recover something, it sounds like you're just putting a cover back on top of it like oh i'm gonna recover that pot so that the steam can cook the thing like how did that i don't understand don't, english don't think about english too much it'll I just, make your head hurt. it's awful anyway <laughs> yeah um euic looked like it was a grand old time i saw a lot of people posting about it sharing their their photos and their time and Everybody seemed to have a really great time. We had some members of our community uh, met over the weekend as well over there, and it just sounded like a great, a great experience. So happy to hear it. Fingers crossed, NAIC is just as great. <laughs> so, yeah. But thank you very much for the email, Kelvin. Appreciate you. Uh, and this last one is from Ethan. And they said, hello, GoCast, longtime listener, first-time emailer. My wife is going to be out of town during uh, the time of the sustainability event, so I'm planning on getting a lot more plane in. She's pregnant, so it's hard for her to walk long distances. Okay, that's that's a fair point. Uh, with the event helping buddies, I'm wondering if you could explain how to maximize Poffin usage. I'm always afraid to use them because I'm scared of messing up and wasting them. Thank you in advance. Love the show. Ethan. Okay, so Poffin usage. There are a suite of things that you can do with your Poffin in order to generate hearts. My personal strategy, and Kyle, I'm excited to hear yours as well, mm -hmm. but my personal strategy is 
Use the poffin first. That's the first thing you do, obviously. Don't do anything else. Don't take that picture. Don't be doing the, the petting stuff. Don't do any of that. Use the poffin first. And then take a snapshot. And then rub their head until they're happy, right? That's the stuff that you can that you can take care of. It's like in that screen, first of all. Mm-hmm. Then you probably want to do uh, three training things with a team leader with that Pokemon in your party. You don't really have to even complete it. You can just like pop in and once you're instance, you can leave. And yep, then after- just make sure it's in the party. Exactly. And then after that, walk somewhere to get those walking things and try to walk somewhere that has a stop if you can that you haven't seen before so that you get that extra yes. heart as well. And then keep an eye out for when the souvenir is available for that last heart. Yeah, oh, I think you can get up to three hearts from your buddy giving you a gift yeah. each day, yeah, it's, technically. It's, so I'm not sure what the rules. Back. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are around it, but I know that yeah, it like... I, I've definitely gotten three. Oh, okay, cool. Great. Definitely at least three. Yeah, I know that it can go up to three, but do you know how long it was between those interactions or what you had to do? I do not. Okay. It was over the course of a single event. So eight hours at most gotcha. for each, for like all three. Uh, worth noting, those souvenir bonuses, those do not get doubled by the Poffin. So they're yeah. they're a standalone thing. It's still worth getting. Uh, I, I think Chris summed it up very well. The one thing I think a lot of people neglect for good reason is the new interaction, whether yeah. it's a gym or a stop. Finding one that you've never visited while the buddy is out can be difficult for most players. If you like really care about the game and that's a good one to maximize. And that said, if you're going to be out playing really hard, especially during this event, you can very easily max out more than one Pokemon Mm -hmm. with one kilometer per heart. And you get, you know, you only need three to max out that Pokemon. And then you do all the other stuff that Chris listed. You can switch to another one and keep walking and, you know, use another Poffin and, do more trainer battles and whatever. If that's something you want, this is a good event to do it if you're out and playing because of that less walk distance. Yep, agreed. But also, I, I kind of want to stress that if this if this stresses you out, I suppose, uh, for lack of a better word, then just use a poffin before you're going to go out and do your play session. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're walking around, battling stuff, just catching Pokemon, just use a poffin prior and more often than not, you're going to knock a lot of those hearts out just by playing the game. Yeah, the the only restrictor for using a Poffin and wanting to make sure you're, like, getting your value is make sure you're walking. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're hatching an egg, get your buddy on the map and use a Poffin, that's six hearts right there yeah. without even doing anything. Well, I mean, besides the walking. Well, you're walking, yeah. but, like, you're not actually interacting with the buddy. That's right. Yeah. So that's... That's a really big deal, and that's a great way to use up your poffins. It's how I used up all, like, 30 of mine yeah. at some point. Yeah, so in short, poffin, play, snapshot, battle, 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 walk, 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 walk. <laughs> yep. And then the rest, you know, like, whatever, our ancillary stuff. But you really, really want to knock out the ones where you get, you know, the double heart bonus from the uh, poffin stuff, which are the ones that we, we mentioned, so good deal good luck ethan thanks for running in 
Uh, and that brings us to the end of the show. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. Visit our website for all things GoCast, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. If you'd like to help support the show, monetarily you can at any price you choose at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash go cast podcast and now that your mouth is relatively healed kyle would you like to shout out our elite trainer tier patrons this week all right we've got shout out to bo daniel Lori, michael ozzy ted tish marvin and mimi sports sue and ryan Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Steven, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew, too, Camero, and Ugly Rock. And the Ugly Rock. Oh, no. That's right. The, <laughs> the only Ugly Rock. There is no other Ugly Rock. Awesome. Yes, thank you very much for your patronage and helping us keep the digital lights on. And, of course, as always, if monetary support is not in the cards for you or you'd rather help the show in addition to that, please consider leaving a review. It's free for you and it means the world to us. Uh, and we got a review posted by somebody's name. It's like a, a shrugging emoji, sort of, but like typed out. It's great. It's called, uh, the, the review is called The Best Pokemon Go Podcast Out There. <laughs> and the post <laughs> is, it's the best Pokemon Go podcast. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Okay. I don't know yeah, what else to say. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, yes, please consider doing that. It helps us out a lot. Um, unless, of course, you are listening on Google Podcasts. DeFi, this means you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that leaves just setting some goals as we walk out the door here. Uh, Kyle, do you need some more time? I've got my goals ready to go. It's only, I'm only setting three this week. I'm also ready with three. Okay. All right. You want to go first? Sure. All right. We have very similar goals. We do. We do. Uh, I want to make sure I get a Serena because otherwise I'm going to probably forget and only catch a handful. Uh, I'm going to hatch 50 eggs. I want the Drillbur. Honestly, that's that's the goal. Let's go. I just bought some incubators because I was all out of supers. So don't worry about that. I already had the coins. They are not. I did not buy them (laughs) recently, at least. And continue my mega progress. I would like my Groudon to be done by May. Wait, hang on. Now I need to actually see. Hang Primal? on. Chris, go ahead. I'm going to see how long I need for my Groudon because I want to set that. Okay, gotcha. I also want to catch, evolve, and register up a Serena. One shiny. It could be anything. Hopefully it's Drillbur. That's really what I'm going for, but I will take anything for the sake of just getting this goal done and then 50 eggs as well because that will be symptomatic to my uh, efforts for that shiny. All right. So I need 20 more interactions with my Groudon. So uh, we're just going to set that goal in like two weeks. That's that's the goal. Here. Okay. Okay. Cool. Work on the Groudon every day. Yeah, man. I I wish I had a Hundo Kyogre. I'm not working on the Primal Kyogre at all as a result. Yeah, I got a, I got a 98. It's, it's close enough. I got so a I don't 98 so too, but because it's so close. Yeah, but mine's shiny. Is oh, shiny? mine's not shiny. Okay. Oh, no, so you're then it's, right. It's, yeah, no, that's it's good enough for me. That's fine. Maybe. Yeah, that thing could be 14, 15, 15. I'd be like, I don't care. That's shiny. It's fine. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, anyway, that brings us to the absolute end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. We appreciate it. Uh, and until next week on episode 234, 
We wish you shiny luck. Uh, may all of your 7Ks hold shiny drill burr. Uh, but shiny luck and all that good stuff. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.